my friend. He's my Redeemer. He's my Savior. And I know He's yours too. Amen. God bless you each and every one. We're glad to be in the house of God where we can let off the pressure, where we can worship Almighty God, worship Him in spirit and in truth, worship Him in righteousness, in pure holiness. Amen. Offer up thanksgiving and praise unto Almighty God for He is worthy. Amen. Hallelujah. I like to sing, if you're in the battle for the Lord and right, keep on the firing line. Well, if you're in the battle for the Lord and right, keep on the firing line. If you with my brother,
Praise God. It's good to sing with a group of people that love to sing and worship God. Amen. Amen. Right on. Amen. Let's sing. We are the generation because we are that generation. We're going to stay on that firing line. Amen. We're going to keep pressing on. I was listening to greatest battle ever fought on my way to church this evening and I just never quite heard it the way that Brother Branham put it there. And he was speaking, I just love nature and how that the Lord's first Bible was in the heavens. Brother Branham says, God's waiting for his army to get into position like the stars are in the heavens. I'm like, praise God. There's our type right there. Those stars, they turn and they whirl in accordance to the way God set them in motion. And they haven't deviated. They're turning perfectly round one another. Amen. And that's the army of the living God. She's marching in tune and in step with the Word of God. Amen. And the Word that has been restored puts us in position. Hallelujah. We are the generation. We are the generation. We're the culmination, the final one, the world will be the coming of the Lord's name, living out the revelation, overcoming sins and nations, the truth will go to every tongue and Just want to remember our brother, brother Tim Dodd, this evening over. Uh, I suppose he's arrived in Uganda, and brother Tom and sister Joanne will be arriving home and Friday, I believe. So we just want to remember them and the Lord grant them traveling mercies. Amen. Just lift up your needs before the Lord. Come, brother. 
bow our heads. Heavenly Father, it is so good to be in your house again tonight, Lord. Father, to lay aside every single weight, Lord, the cares of life, the thoughts and the struggles of this earth, Lord. And we want to be focused tonight. We want to zone in on your word tonight, Father. As the song says, just forget about yourself. Concentrate on him and worship him. Lord, that's what we want to do tonight is to forget about our problems, to forget about the cares of life, to forget about our situations, to forget about our sicknesses, Lord God, to forget about how we feel weary in our body or the battle that rages in our mind, Lord. Lay everything aside, Father, to focus and concentrate on you, Father. For this moment we've set aside this week, oh God, an appointed time to be with the King of Kings, Lord, to feast at your table, Father. Lord, as the world, oh God, is in darkness, Father, you've given us a place where we can come and receive light, Lord. So I pray, oh God, there will be everybody's heart's desire, Lord God, to receive from you today something supernatural of eternal value, Lord God, that we can take home with us and fight this battle, oh God. Lord, we have loved ones, we have needs, Father. As we've been talking about the prayer meeting, there seemed to be a tsunami of cancer, oh God. But we believe, oh God, that you can heal cancer, Father. We believe in the commission of the mighty angel that came to a prophet and said, if you can get the people to believe nothing shall resist your prayer not even cancer Lord and tonight close the Bible ways believing church tonight Lord the people of God believe oh God and we believe that you're able to drive away all cancer father from the church of the living God so I pray oh God on the authority of the word Lord God for anybody father who's afflicted by this demon of cancer father in the name of Jesus Christ I take charge and I deny that spirit oh God and I resist it in the name of Jesus Christ I say you Satan who has afflicted the children of God in the name of Jesus Christ live in the name of Jesus Christ Father I pray for all those who are seeking our Bible oh God there's a bomb in Gilead, Father. You're still the same yesterday, today, and forever, Lord God. If you've healed yesterday, you can still heal today, oh God. For those who need a touch on the mortal bodies, Father, I pray that tonight, by the preaching of your word, that they may receive healing that their bodies so need, oh God. For those who are battling in our mind, oh God. Demons of depression, oh Father. And I pray, oh God, that you drive away all dark clouds from our midst. Let the preaching of the word make the people glad, oh God. Let the preaching of the word, Father. Father, creating us a joy unspeakable, oh God, that will make our problems pale in comparison to the glory of your presence, Lord Jesus. But Father, there's a greater need tonight. It's the need for our souls, oh God. Lord, we have loved ones that are dying in sin, oh God. You know my heart's burden in the past few weeks, Father, has been for those ones, oh God, who have been gone astray, oh God. Some of them haven't even set their feet in this church for years and years. Father, I pray, oh God, as a time, oh God, the time is drawing nigh to thy coming, Lord. I pray, Father, that you reach out, Father, in the way that only you can. But by the preaching of the word tonight, somebody may get a hold of you tonight. That a mother or a father, Father, can touch him of your garment and say, remember my son. Remember my daughter, Lord God. And I pray there's one person among us that has come tonight who doesn't know you in the power of that resurrection. Lord, I pray that tonight may be the service where we can create an atmosphere for sinners to whip their way to Calvary, Lord. Lord, we don't come to church just to hear good services and hear good quotes and good statements, Father. We come to have an encounter with you, even as our brother Michael spoke, oh God. We come to have a moment, Father, with the King of Kings. So I pray that nobody will go back home without receiving their heart's desire. And I pray that every single sinner will have the hearts pricked, oh God. As it was in the days of Pentecost, Peter had preached for 15 minutes and 3,000 souls were convicted. I pray 
pray that the spirit of God will begin to move in the service tonight. And know the word, oh God, and bring conviction to every sinner who needs to hear from you, oh God. And if the demon of unbelief will rise up, I pray that we'll be able to create enough faith tonight to drive every demon of unbelief out of the building to every single soul who comes subject to the word of God tonight. Father, you take your servant, Brother Murphy, Lord. Anointing my prayer, oh God, to speak words that is not thought of, oh God. Take his notes, Father. Take his mind. Take the gift that you deposit in his life. Anoint him in a special way, oh God. They will go back home knowing tonight indeed that we've had an encounter with you. That even the vilest of sinners will know that he met Almighty God. Even the coldest person in our midst will begin to feel the flame of your presence in our midst, warming their hearts back to you again. That's my burden there. That's my heart's desire, Lord. Remember your servant, Brother Tim, was away. Brother Tom was on his way back home. Give them traveling mercies, we pray. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Brother Jean. I appreciate that. Prayer tonight is our desire. See God move in our midst. Move in a mighty way. Amen. You can have your seats tonight. I just have a, a quick announcement. Um, time change this weekend. We're falling back an hour, so turn your clock back. Saturday night, Sunday morning. Amen. Everybody got that? Praise the Lord. November the 6th, I think it is, right? Yeah. All right, so Brother Michael and uh, Brother Samuel have a song for us tonight. While they're coming, why don't we just sing, So glad I'm yours, Lord, so glad I'm yours. So glad I'm yours, Lord. So glad I'm yours. So glad. Because 
that beautiful old song amen the old old story never gets old amen it's always new it's new every morning hallelujah can we sing that song as brother we invite brother murphy to come um that song we've been singing his goodness is running after i can't remember the title i love you lord there it is amen let's all stand together and just worship the lord and Prepare for the word to come forth in the bedding ground of our hearts. Amen. Hallelujah. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me all my days. I've been
goodness is after us we're so thankful to it our lord to give us this opportunity to again to gather together and i think that we're not only just come here to listen to the word we're coming here to let the word of god root in in our heart increase our faith and to believe for the impossible to the world but it's nothing impossible for the children of god and that's what we're here for i just pray the lord will bless it, every one of you and um, we're um, going to go straight to the words. Uh, if you don't mind, that we just go to the book of Romans, chapter 8. Book of Romans, chapter 8. Let's read from uh, verse 10. Book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 10. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, 
but a spirit is alive because of a righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up from the he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of a bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Uh, let's just bow our head once more. Our dear Heavenly Father, we read to your sacred word. Lord, as only you can open up your word and make it as not in the letter, but let a person of Jesus Christ coming through this word and comes into our heart. We want to hear you speak to us. Lord, we know that when one word from you, it will satisfy us. Lord, as this is one word from you, Lord, that you will meet the need of the people. So, Father, we dedicate ourselves as a service to you. May your presence is coming, Lord. Go to the, each pew, each person, whatever need that is. Lord, that meet their need because their desire is for you. But, Lord, there is this one desire that more than anything else, we want to see you in the reality way, Lord. We thank you, Lord, asking in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. If the Lord willing, I would like to uh, uh, speak um, uh, the title, Battle for Headship. Battle for Headship. And we are living in this age, it's the same that every day for us is a battle. And some, uh, the, some the, you, you know, you're in the work, and you have a battle, that at home, and it seems like there, uh, sometimes we're thinking that we're, uh, uh, that's supposed to be where the most peaceful place but it can also be at a battleground too. The reason is because we're living in this world and the devil, and he doesn't have any uh, concept uh, or uh, is either in the work or in the world or in your home or whatever you are, then he is the one that is fighting with the bride of Jesus Christ at all the time. And so, um, as I was uh, doing some study, I was looking at some... Uh, you know, you, you look at the, uh, the, the world that we're living, uh, living in, and then more and more, uh, I find out that the people, it seems like um, uh, the, the people in this world, they just don't want to have uh, any headship. And the headship be, uh, become a very rare thing that on this earth. And that the people, they want to have their own rights. Uh, they doesn't want anybody to lead them. They doesn't want anybody to... Uh, uh, give them that, that headship and, and they try to tell them that what to do. And so it seems like the whole world has become a rebellious place. Uh, I just saw Brother Ellie uh, came back. Well, God bless you. Uh, I trust you have a good trip in Rwanda. 
And uh, Brother Ellie uh, just uh, uh, distributed all this uh, MP3 so that the uh, brothers in China donated it to the believers and they gave me the report. I uh, really uh, appreciated that. And then you're thinking about uh, what, what we're living, uh, it seems like the, the people that are on earth, uh, they don't have uh, no respect of the headship. No matter if it's the government or whatever, um, uh, in their job or, or in their um, uh, workplaces, uh, to, uh, to be under subject to the headship is such a, a rare thing. And the people just in this age, like the book of the judges, tell that, uh, said that the people, they want to do whatever that uh, is right in their own eyes. And you find that in the, even in the Christian world, is it the same thing? And no matter which church you're going to, uh, to respect it as an authority, that's, uh, that's not, even, uh, not even in the letter anymore. And the people going to the church, they want to believe whatever they want to believe. And that the pastor has to follow what they believe and then make it as applicable and as suitable for what the people are thinking. Because if, they're doing, if they don't uh, do, uh, do such a thing, uh, the people in the denomination of the world, they're going to vote them out. And the last thing that happened that even during the Brother Branham's time, that's in the same way. And you look at it in the house, and uh, what, what about the house? You said where, where uh, the father is supposed to be the, the head of the home, that the husband is supposed to be the head of the home. But you don't find those things anymore that in a modern day family. The family said they want to do whatever they want to do. The children want to do what they want to do. And um, the fathers have their uh, things to do, and the mothers have their things to do. Uh, that's no wonder you find that the family that on this, uh, in this world they become all split and divided. Because of the people that lost their headship. When the people that lost their headship, it is the father is not a father, and the mother is not a mother, and the husband, and the different one that they all have all their own direction, and to go then the things to do, then the family is not in a unity anymore. Have either the church, if it's not under that headship, then everybody do what they have to do, then the church is become divided. But we're not talking about the, the headship of the church. It's just a man headship. The headship, and it must be the God himself as the headship of the, the church, which is the Holy Spirit. And then um, we kind of, uh, if you saw that, uh, uh, that's, uh, in the, the Bible, in the book of Romans uh, that we just read, there's uh, the one phrase that was uh, really touched my heart uh, every time when I read it. And it said, uh, uh, you know, the spirit and the, in our heart and it uh, testified together that we are the children of God. And that it is said that uh, we cry from ourselves that Abba, Father. And uh, you know, when I first read the scripture, it said that Abba, it was just tears just run down from my eye. I said, Lord, how we need a, a real father. How we need a, a fatherhood that in this, uh, in the, uh, right in this earth, you know, I have a wonderful father. I, I, I love him. But no matter how, uh, the fathers, uh, my fathers, uh, he really wanted to do everything uh, for, uh, for his children and uh, to prepare to your life and, uh, and do everything and make everything that's available for you. But you know, the father, they can only do the certain things that go to the certain level. They're out of their, uh, their rich, no matter how, um, how they want to do, but it doesn't possess in a natural father to really prepare it for your children. But you know, for our Heavenly Father, that's a different thing. When He is as a Father, He do everything, and He has the ability to do everything arranged for His children. And but in this day, 
uh, in this that hour, you don't see that the father uh, fatherhood anymore. But Brother Branham said that in this message, Christ's mystery of God, he said that God loved fatherhood because he is a father. And uh, you know, when we talk about a father, and in the book of, uh, in the, uh, the Hebrew, the father has a very different meaning than what we're having uh, on this earth. And so the father, that means is the head or a founder or a household or father of a household or group or family or clan. If God loved the fatherhood, he loved all his attributes that's in the fatherhood. And so that's if he's the head, then we can see God loved to be the head. And he loved to be the founder of the household. That means that everything is started from him. It's not that it started from the son. It's not that it started from us. We try to do things. But everything God, he's the founder. That he's the father. That means everything, he's the initiator. And that everything, if he's the head of the house, then he's, a, he's the one to make the decision. He's also, uh, the Bible uh, in the Hebrew, it said he's a originator or patron of a class or profession or art. Or he's a producer. He's a, a generator. Then everything is generated from God. We said if a God, he's the father, then he's also all the attributes of the father is a living inside of him. We see God is the love. We see love is in the fatherhood because he loved fatherhood. We see that God has all the attributes that is in him. He has goodness. He's a kindness. He's a patience. He's a meekness. He's a godly. He's a faithful. He loved to save. He loved to forgive. All of that is all laced in the fatherhood. Because he's the God. He loves fatherhood. And we said all these attributes that are the, this is all the father that possess. And that's that the father, what is a possessed all in him, can only be transferred into his family. And when his family is under his subjection. Because all the things that belong to the headship, the fatherhood, when we're thinking about a father, we're always thinking about his control, control, control. That is the, what is the world is thinking about. Our fatherhood is not just something that he was a craving for power. He was always a thirsting for to control, for to rule, for to that. Father has a broad, broad meaning than just control, than just a rule. And father, he must have a character, as the brother Tim has a saying, to make the right decision. When he makes a decision, he said, I know my thought towards you. It's not a thought of evil but a thought of a peace to give it expected at the end. God doesn't make it just a decision, just randomly. He's not just like a father and try to be a dictatorship, dictating and everything. He's a father that possesses all the attributes that we just saw that about. If it is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, we can also say that's the fruit of the fatherhood. He has the love. He has the patience. He has the God and he wants to heal. He wants to save. He wants to deliver. He's the light. He's the Father. He wants to shine light on the darkness to save the people out of the depression. To heal the people out of cancer. He delivered the people out of a bondage. 
That's all the attributes that lays it in the Father. And he said that Father, Father also means the benevolence or protection. That he said that God, he said the Father of kindness. He said the Father of goodness. He said the Father of love. He said the Father that he got a meekness. When we're thinking about the Father, we're thinking about the it was like a, it was like a lion. He's like a, sometimes it is an angry. But have you ever considered our God, our Father, He's also having meekness in that? I know that some of us we don't have Father, and some of us that were coming from the home, it was almost considered as a fatherless, and some of them maybe were coming from the home that you're as an orphan. And some of you come in a home that maybe you're coming to an old home with a background that your father is an abusive father. But don't let that to uh, hinder you. That is an earthly father. No, you don't have a father on the earth, but you have a father of heaven. No, the father on the earth doesn't do you any good, but you have a father in heaven. He said, all the attributes, I possess that. And I want to express myself. And I want to love you. I want to show my meekness. I want to show my patience. When you fall, I want to pick you up. When you were being abused by Satan, he said, I'm a God that I might have a patience to you. When you were abused, you hurt. But it's the world, the better devil that it is the world. Our Heavenly Father said, but I put you, I produce, I possess the, the attributes that can heal you, that can repair you. This is the Father that I'm talking about. And this is the headship that we subject ourselves under it. It's not that he tried to root you. He tried to use the hardship or different things, try to bring you into the subjection. And he make us love him so that we subjected it automatically. He's a God of the ruler, but he rule with his kindness. And he also the rule with the power that overcomes Satan. He's a God, and as a God, is as a father. Father has a many meaning. Then in the Bible, you can find that as a father, he's a warned his people. He warned his children. And it says the father is also, he can chastise his children. But he chastises the children, not a chastise as an earthly father has to chastise. But it chastises it is for the benefit, is for the outcoming, which is good all the coming of you. And he always, when he chastises the, the children with a measurement. You know, we fathers, we sometimes we do things without a measurement. Have you fathers that had to beat your children, spank them, that are more than what you're supposed to spank them? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> but we're human. I don't think there's any, well... Well, I, I won't say that. No, I'm the father. But as a father, I'm also learned too. I remember I spanking my children, which I shouldn't spank. I remember it, I, I beat them. No, sorry, not beat them. <laughs> I remember I, I spanked them. <laughs> and then later on, I regret. Because you have no measurement. You have no way to measure your weight of a, sometimes they're angry, just a comedy, just... You just do the things today you're not supposed to do. We all understand that the word. We all understand that the word has said, what does the father need to be? Don't irritate your children. Don't stir up their anger and things about one. Things that happen, we are human. 
But understand, God is not a human. He's not the Father. He possesses all the good attributes. That when He chastises, He always knows what is the measurement. He's the God of a patient. He's the God that He knows what is the boundary. We human, we don't understand that. But if you subject yourself under that headship, when he becomes your head, he becomes your father, now it's not you live anymore, but it's the father inside of you living in here. But you find it in this world, you don't find those type of a headship that no matter where you go, you don't find that. But the only thing you can find out is in the word that in this hour. And when we're talking about the word of this hour, it's not something that we learn from. But the word is a person. If you just learn to be a father, to be a mother, or to be whatever, that's only something that you conform to. But if there's a person living inside of you, and he will do the things that you will never imagine that you can do. And I think I shared it before. I, uh, I'm quite a, like my mom. I was a high-tempered boy when I was a little boy. And uh, that high temper is always a follow to me. But then that after I was born again, and then God put another character that's in me. I, I'm not saying this to try to be bolstered or whatever, but I think everyone we can testify, we're not what we used to be. What's the reason? It's not that we try to conform certain things, but God has a, himself start to live in the inside of us. When he's living in you, then it's not you try to control any of uh, your uh, personality, your temper or things. It was the things that just living automatically in you. When situation rises up, you become a cool off. I don't know how many times that one of the spirit of the angry that come on me and in my body, I try to react like my old temper has uh, my old uh, per- uh, the character as it is. But then when you start to do saying things, you start to surprise. How in the world I say things so soft? It doesn't, doesn't, uh, it doesn't uh, comply with what my body wants to do. What is that? That shows that there's another life living inside of you. When you are confronted with your boss or in the, in the shop or whatever that is, one of the people try to irritate you and you start to you try to give them an understanding. But somehow something, right, uh, said it up, uh, speaking it out from your mouth is totally different than what your mind tried to do. What that shows, that shows that there's another person living inside of you. You see, when God was uh, in the full headship and in the Garden of Eden, and Adam and Eve, and the God is their head, or God is their father. But abandonment sort of dramatized it, and it said in the great trays, and then in the Garden of the Eden, and to the Jehovah God walking through in the cool of the evening, and fellowship with, uh, with the children. And in that time, that they're having a perfect fellowship. They're all father and their son and the witnesses of the children all together. They're in the perfect fellowship, in the perfect harmony and the unity. But then when sin coming in, sin broke that perfect unity. Or if I should say, the sin has broke, oh, not broke the headship, but broke uh, the, the ruling 
or whatever that God has in the perfect way and to, uh, uh, to rule his, his world and the, in the Garden of Eden. But that relationship has been broken because sin went in. God is still the father. He's still the head. But his, his children is lost. And then when his, his children is lost, they are not a subject unto, under the headship of God anymore. And because the sin has come in, has broken that. And when sin broken that, then the, the fatherhood, though God loved the fatherhood, but the father, his will cannot be uh, uh, directly or go, uh, how to say this? Uh, his, uh, the father, uh, his, uh, der- uh, his weight of doing things, his thought or his, his ruling, his uh, fathership or fatherhood, the, the, the headship cannot take an effect on his children. You have to forgive me. I, I, my, I, my mind is trying to go to 100 miles in, in, in Chinese and another 100 miles trying to go to English. So the, the headship, the father is still there. But it cannot uh, let his, the rulership to take an effect to his children. Because this is the children's sin come in. And Adam used to be, have a perfect subjection to God. Whatever God said, he would do it. But now he can become a rebellious. And then on the eve, that he can, she got her own understanding. Then that the father, though is the father, but when the children is lost, that whatever the attributes of the God himself cannot go into his family. Then is that the family become a disunited. And it become a divided. And the different things that started to happen. Then Adam has to drove it out of the garden of Eden. Then he's not under the headship of God. And then from that time, then we saw the children of Adam start to fall. And then they had the first twin, which is a Cain and an Abel. And you look at the Cain, he was totally different from the character of God. And when Cain was starting to, he started offering the uh, the fruits are the fruits that are in the field. And God has told him, said that is wrong and don't do that. But you see, he's, uh, he doesn't want to be subject himself under the headship. And he become a rebellious and against it. And uh, then the later on, we find him become a wonder. You see, when you're not under the headship, you'll be like a can. You become a start to wondering. And a start of veg bound, just go here and then go there, and the, the, uh, go into the, the trap of a Satan. Why? It's because of the, the people, they're not under the headship, not under the fatherhood anymore. But you see, God doesn't want that to be forever be like that. And as soon as the, the fatherhood, God loved the fatherhood, then he wants to express it himself or let whatever that is in him, like an attribute, be flow through that into his family. Let it an attribute that that is the way of God's thinking, God is doing, that everything he wants to be flow into his family. Without any stop, without any against, without any blockage, he wants him freely. God wants the whole attribute, everything that is in the fatherhood, be expressed. Expressed to who? We're always thinking about, okay, good father, he wants to express himself. But it must be an object to receive the expression. He doesn't want to express it just in a universe. He already done that. 
He doesn't want to just express it in the star. He already finished that. He doesn't want to express it in himself just on the earth with the trees and everything. He already done that. He wants to express all his attributes to you, to his children. And only the Father can express that. Because everything that's in the Father is like a life flow. It must be flow into his children. So that is the children can reflect whatever God has expressed himself into. So God started working. He's not intending to let his it's a just become a father, but with the lost the children. He doesn't want to just become another father head, but it's whatever that is inside of him cannot be expressed because that expression was broken. And then Brother Benham said that Christ is the mystery of God to reveal. He said that he could do that in Adam and Eve, but sin separated them. So now there had to be some way to get it back again. In the, we all know that in the beginning, in the Garden of Eden, then God made a sacrifice. He killed the lamb. Then the lamb was killed and given him the skin. So that the innocent lamb substituted that. And they given him a substitute so that God can be reconciled to his people. But that's only a type of it. And we find out that when God started the working, he loves fatherhood. But Brother Bramman said, in order for him to become a father, he has to become a son. Because if he cannot become a son or die for it as the children, then his fatherhood cannot be expressed. So in order for God to express it himself, all the fatherhood that is in there, God, Father, has to become a son. He must have humbled himself and to become a son. That's why he called him a son of a man. So when we saw that, and he said, our, applied to our, uh, ourselves as well. If we want to become the father, we have to become a son. If you want to become in the priority or in the, the higher level, you must become the lower level first. For him to express it as a fatherhood, he become a son. For us, if we wanted to rule, you must humble yourself. So that we humbled ourselves as a Jesus Christ that humbled himself. And then when you humble yourself to the, almost like a lower grade, then the God can lift you up. Amen. But Abraham said that the Christ is the mystery of a God reveal. He said that Lucifer comes into the cunningness. And the break the unity of a God to man, just like he did in Eden, by great temptation of her promises of self power and the exaltation. Then he said that the breaking from apart from the word of a God. That's how the separation started. And but God in his fullness to die for the sin of the people, that he might bring to his church. A sanctified life that it might have the preeminence in fullness in its church to manifest every promise in this last days that it promised for the last day. He died, but what is the purpose of all of it dying? He's not only just to redeem us, but to have the preeminence that is in us. Or in another, in another 
a, a word to say this. He wants to restore the fatherhood. Yeah. Restore to the preeminence that he be the head of it again. Why? That he be the father again to this family. So that whatever that is in him can flow through and go to his children. Amen. And in Christ and the mystery of a God are revealed. But Abraham said that he loved the fatherhood. For he was a father. And that the only way that he could express it was to become a son of a man. And in the same uh, message, Christ is the mystery of a God to reveal. But Abraham said, he said, but that Eve in the last day is not going to do it because she predestinated not to do it. Yes, sir. He said, if God is going to do it, he knows he will have it. The first Eve has fallen. But he said he predestinated that the second Eve who is not going to fall. If it is just depending on us, we will never be able to do it. But if it is depending on him, then this father, he will do it. He will have what the Eve, he will have what a bride that is not having a spot or a wrinkle or any kind of this disease because God predestinated this last Eve to be that. So God, he make the sacrifice. He must have become a son to die, to make a way. And not only for his children to come back, but he would also pave his way to become a father to the house again. So that he could be in the preeminence that it again, that end his family. We see that the devil has broken the unity between the man, the man and the God. So that if we can see that headship and that the body now become a severed. But God is not intended for that to be that way. That's why he become a son. And when he become a son, he want to fully express it himself. And when he express it himself, and uh, in the Bible, in the uh, book of Hebrew, chapter 2, and then it said, it is saying, I will declare Thy name unto my brethren in the midst of the church would I sing praise unto thee. And that again I will put my trust in him. And that again, behold, I and the children which God has given me. For as much then as the children are partaker of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. Who is it of a sin? Who is an ulcer of sin? But God, when he become a son, he destroyed the death. Or he destroyed the devil. He bruised the headship of Satan. But he himself become the head again of his family. So he must have become a son. And then the son become a sacrifice. And then through this sacrifice, he bruised the devil's head. You think, of what is the devil to try to do? And all he wants to do, he wants to become the headship. He wants to become the headship of the church, of the society, of everything that you can imagine that in this earth. And then when sin coming in, 
That becomes the tool that he can use to the sin that becomes the headship of the, even all the denominations in the world. But thank God, Jesus, when he becomes a sacrifice, then he destroys the devil's work. Then through this sacrifice, he bruised the headship of a devil. Then he restored the headship of a God. So it's not that the demon, the devil, is the head anymore to the church, but he himself, Christ, become the head of the church. And when Christ become the head of the bride, and then you find out that the battle is not over. The battle actually become a constant of the battle of the headship. Who will become the head? Satan wants to become the head. But his headship was a bruise. But the Satan is still constantly battling for to become a restored his headship to the world and to the church. So you find out after the, the, the Pentecost, the Holy Spirit of the, the fall, the church quickly, then they become a denominated. Then the, the devil becomes the head of the denomination again. And he used an immense idea to take over the, the headship of the Holy Spirit. And the, the church, church age after church age, from the first to the, even to the last, then he become a, as it goes through the, the ironious time, and then a one that it seems like the Lord starts with a revival, then a version, then it fall into the denomination. And then later on, the Luther starts with a reformation. But before you know it, after a few years, they become a denomination and then again. We, if in another word, the devil become the head of the, the church and again. But God is not intending for that to be all the way down. But until to the last age, God said, I'm going to go have a bride. I'm going to have a bride. It's not going to be substituted by the devil. He's becoming the headship of the church. But I will become the permanent headship of this last church age. That's why I quoted in the Christ mystery of God. Brother Raymond said that even the last day is not going to do it. Because she predestinated not to do it. He said that God is going to do it. He knows he will have it. He said that so did Eve know it, but she fell. But this one knows it and won't fall. She is ordained. Hallelujah. She is ordained to not fall. She won't fall. She is predestinated to it. In all the rest of the ages and ahead of time, and when it rise up, then the devil take it over, become ahead. When a revival happened, then the devil take it over, substitute in the Holy Spirit, become ahead. But God said in this last age, that in this little descending age, but when God bruised it into the head, that it will take it over permanently, that he will become the headship of the bride of Jesus Christ in this last hour. Why? Not because of us, but because he said, I predestinated you that you will not fall. God will predestinate the bride in this last age, that she will always believe in the word of God. And she was always connected with the headship, the fatherhood. So when the Holy Spirit is coming inside of you, when it comes in, when it comes to the church, he takes it to the headship. So it's not that the demon will be the head anymore, and he cannot be the head of the church any longer. 
because of this is the last of the age. And then the father has restored his fatherhood, his headship that entered the church again. Because God said, I love fatherhood. And he wouldn't want, he wouldn't let the devil to become the head of the church any longer. And I'm thinking about that the battle, though it's a continue on individually, the battle will continue on that in our, in our individual's life, that every day of our living, it seems like the battle is for the Lord to be the headship of our individual. Because he's not just giving us a group revelation, but he wants to live inside of individual. Each person, he wants to become the head. We know that he's the head of the church. He's the head of the bride. But we as a member of this body of Jesus Christ, as a member of the bride of Jesus Christ, and every day we have to go to battle. Every day that we die to ourselves in order to that the head, that the fatherhood to be taking the rulership that in us. But God will make sure he will definitely finish that work. No matter how dim and sometime, and no matter how sometime we feel we made a mistake, we feel we're full. But remember, God said, I will have a bride, and it's the predestinated. If he has another bride that is the predestinated, he will not allow Satan to become a head of the individual. Because as the father, he said, I love fatherhood. But in order for the father to be like in the Bible, we have said, well, for ye have not received the spirit of a bondage and again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. It talk about whom? It talk about you and me. It's the spirit, the Bible said, itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. If we are the children, that we are the heir. That means everything that Father owns, it all belongs to you. Every attribute that the Father possesses, and then they all give it to you. And by the redemption of Jesus Christ, now the channel has been reestablished. The Father becoming the head of the house of it again. It's not what I said, but He said He's the head of this house in this last of the hour. When he becomes the head, the father of the house, that means that we are the children, that everything that what the father possess, it all belongs to you and me. When father become a son, then he died in order to bring all his other lost sons and daughters and back to the father and again. As long as the father, if has a lost son, then his fatherhood cannot be accomplished. Because as the father, he must let every that of his attributes be flow through to express that he is a children. And God cannot have a lost son. And in order for him to see, he's still the father. Then let me say this, if God loves the fatherhood, how can he that any of his son still be prodigal and lost? 
There's no way. If God loved the fatherhood, he would make sure that every son and daughter that come back home. If God loved the fatherhood and he died as a son, he would make sure every lost of the children come back home. Because otherwise, he cannot be a father that fully expressed himself. In order for him to be father fully expressing himself as he loves the fatherhood, he is obligated to let every children of God that come back to the reconnect with the fatherhood. Amen. That's why the Bible said, all that the Father gives me shall come to me. And him that comes to me, I will in no wise cast it out. For I came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Jesus, coming down to the earth, is not doing his own will, but the will that the Father has sent him down to. And then you know what? You want to know what is the will of the Lord? The Father, and it said, and this is the Father's will. Which has sent me, that of all which he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again to the last day. There's no one gonna be lost, there's no children of God gonna be lost. You said they're still in the world, but God said, Not one of them shall be lost. Because God himself become a son coming to this day for one purpose, for one will. He said, this is. He not said, this are, will one, will two, will three. He said, this is the Father's will. Father had one will. That will said, all that the Father gave it to me, I will lose none of them. And then he said that the Father give me shall come to me. And him that comes to me, I will in no wise cast it out. That proves that you are God's children. Because all Father gives me shall come to me. When you have came to God, that shows that you are the son and daughter of a God. And if you are the son and the daughter of a God, then you have a father. That means that he has restored his fatherhood, the headship that is inside of you. If the headship is not restored, how can you come to the Lord? You still will be the lost son. But you are not the lost son. By you sitting here, by you listening to the word, by you giving your heart to the Lord, by you dedicating your life to the Lord, that shows that the restoration of the headship is already coming into you. You are under the subjection of the fatherhood, of the fellowship, headship of God. Then the prophet said, then we stand justified in the presence of a God. As a drop of ink could drop in a tub full of a bleach, you will never find the sting of the ink no more. It went somewhere. It will never come back again. And when man is truly redeemed... That a predestined seed that sees it and accepts it, his sin are demolished. It's gone. It's separated. It's dropped into the ink of the blood of Jesus Christ. And it's never be remembered. God forgets it. And he stands 
as a son and daughter of God in the presence of God. Amen and amen. Now we are the sons of God. Now we will be. We are. Now we are redeemed. If we are redeemed, we are son and daughter of a God. If we are son and daughter of a God, we have a head. If we have a head, that means we have a father. If we have a father, that means the father, the channel to the son is a full through. That means all his attributes, everything he possesses, can flow freely to the son and the daughter. That means that the headship is has been restored, not only generally to the church, but individually to you and me. And it's a father of this age, we have a father. And it's a father of this age, we have the fatherhood, the headship. That shows to us the head has come back. When the head has come back, it means the one thing he wants to establish. He wanted the head wants to connect it with his body. Because the head cannot be without the body. The head never in this in the age before has fully come. But in this age, in this age, the headship was fully restored. If I should say in this age, the headship is fully connected with the body of Jesus Christ. In Christ the mystery of a God, brother Brother said, we have Satan's answer. God has vindicated himself. God approved himself to this promise in this day. Hallelujah. The headship is here. Christ is the risen Lord is here in the same power of his resurrection that he ever was manifesting himself. There is the devil's answer. What is the devil's answer? The headship has already come back. Christ has resurrected from the dead. And when the headship has come, and he wants us to recognize that headship is here. It's not in the future we're a son and daughter of a God, but right now we're the children, son and daughter of a God. And that head is connecting with the bride of Jesus Christ. That headship is here because of the resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead. And what is the purpose for? He wants to have the preeminence that are living inside of you and me. But he wants us to recognize it. In unveiling of a God, but Abraham said, and that's God. He changed himself from the pillar of fire to become a man. Then changed himself from that back in the spirit again that he might dwell in man. He cannot dwell in man as a pillar of fire. If he dwell in man as a pillar of fire, you would die. You think about that the prophet. Every time, and he said every time our pastor made a, a, a do the testimony, and they ended the car, and the brother Branham was looking at the uh, brother Ed, when, uh, when that said a pillar of fire or an angel to come in, he said, every time when he come, I'm, I'm uh, uh, almost like I'm dead. How can men contend the pillar of fire? 
They cannot do. And they cannot even in Israel's time. When the God come in on the Mount of Sinai, and they come in and the thunder and the, and the lightning, and they, uh, God is speaking. But then even the people said, don't let God speak, because we cannot handle that. And then the prophets speak. So if the God just come, he wants to dwell in a person, but he cannot dwell in the person just as a pillar of fire. He must dwell in the person by the veiled word of God. Amen. If he come to the person just as an angel, that the people, when they have the angel come to me, they will like facing the death. They cannot do it. But God has to veil himself in the human flesh, but through the human flesh to speak to the word. That's the God's way of revealing himself. That's the way for God to dwell in the person so that he can have the preeminence inside of a person. People said, we want to see the pillar of fire. Do you really? If the person saw that, you still, can you still be alive? There's no way for a person, for man to handle that. But God wants to dwell in man. That's why he come in the flesh and speak with a human voice. And one of the people recognize it's not that a man speaking, but it's a God himself speaking. Then God again that access to that person. And then when that person receives that other word, and to give, yield himself to the word, then the word has the preeminence inside of that person. And then it's not you live anymore, but it's a God himself living in you. Or I will say, the Father is living in you. Brother Bram said that today, he said that they said he is a philosopher, the social religion, he was a good man. And we believe his teaching is right, it's a subject to be lived by, I think I'd, uh, I think I'd make us all better if we did. We ought to have our church, our so forth. He said, that's the Santa Claus. Like a Santa Claus story is not expression of some church that we should express something. It's a life that you don't live yourself, but he comes in you and lives by it himself. And you become a prisoner to any human intellectual being at all, you are led by the Spirit. And then he said, he said, and the life is Christ in the Word, personally in you, vindicating something that you cannot do, proving himself that is not you, but is him. Who's living in you? The Father, the Lord, he's living in you. It's not your life anymore, but a headship has been restored to you. Amen. And then it said, and not only believe it, but live it. If we don't live it, then we don't believe it. We just say we do. The bashing back to what I said, those disciples could not explain it, but they believe it anyhow. And they made their confession and they lived to it. When all the rest of them were walking away from it, they stayed with it. They believe it and that's the way we do. That's the way you got to do it. No matter what anybody else does, we believe it and then we act upon it. If you don't do it, then you don't believe it. But your action to show if the headship has taken place that in your life or not. 
And Brother Bram said in uh, the question and answer, and he said, I am not he. I am his servant. He said that the pillar of fire is not he. Is he in the spirit of form? As we said, that the pillar of fire, God has to change his form, that he unveiled himself in the human being in order to speak to the people. He said, which was it upon the Son of Man and has come now to anoint sons of man to bring back a ministry just exactly like he said it would be in order for the head and the rest of the body to connect it together. What is the God trying to do? If the head has come and he wants to be connected with the body so that he can perfectly, fully live himself out. And there's only one way God can do that. It's by the spoken word in this hour. And he said that the same pillar of fire that come upon those men that wrote the Bible is the same pillar of fire here today interpreting the Bible. But God just come in a different form. He's still the same pillar of fire, but that pillar of fire now is an immense form and it's speaking the, the word to do what? To unite the head and the body together so that you can fully express the God's image. And then the Christ mystery of God, Brother Bram said, He the Word is vindicated. He the Word properly vindicated is the headship, the head of the church. What is the head of the church? The vindicated Word is the head of the church. And if you receive the vindicated Word, that means that the head is now living inside of you. He said, Then we are united. Under one vindicated headship. That is the Christ, the word of a God. Our headship is a kingdom. The kingdom of a God is within you, says the Bible. Jesus. The kingdom. So if the kingdom of a God, that is the power within us, that means we have the headship of God's word is living in us. And what we do is we only do what is the word of God tells us to do. Right. Amen. And then Brother Bram said that we're not a denomination. We belong to a kingdom. And that a kingdom is the word of God made a spirit and life in our own life. Right. Bringing to pass every promise in this day as it did in that day when the word and God was one. God wanted the headship to be united with the body. And then the Brother Bram said in the same message, as that being personally identified by the original headship, we have the answer to the devil's question. We have the answer to the devil's question. He, Christ, is risen and has paid a price. And the raising up the head or the body, the devil can't stand it. That's the reason this ecumenical kingdom are setting up. That's the reason they're all coming into what they're doing now. The devil, that's the reason he's hauling the way he is. His wickedness has been, his scheme has been uncovered by the risen, resurrected Christ in the headship over it is a body. By the grace of God, 
we have the headship it already. By the grace of God, we have the answer to the devil's question. In this age, while everybody else in the denomination, they have no father at all. But God gave us the headship. And we got the devil's answer. But Abraham said, not me that liveth, but Christ the word living in me. It's not my idea. It's his power. Not my idea. It's his word. He promised it. Here it is. He said it would be here, and here it is. We got his answer. I was thinking about how we thank you to the Lord that God gave us a father. He is the father. He gave us a headship. And we know where we're going. And we know what we're believing for. And we know what direction that we're heading. It's all because of the headship has been restored, has been reconnected with this body. And then that's it. Brother Bram said that's the reason when this man sitting here dropped dead the other day, sitting here, we could say, come back alive again. Because of the Holy Spirit says so. And then the baby and the doctor wrote a statement, died at 9 o'clock in the morning, then 11 o'clock in the night, come back to life again. He's living today. He talked about a Mexican baby. But Abraham said, what is it? Not them people. The headship and the body has become a one unit. It's God manifested in his people. That's the reason the husband and the wife is no longer twin. They are one. God as is the church is one. Christ in you. God is the great revelation. And even bearing his name, his name is Jesus, the anointed and the one who raised his called Jesus. He is an anointed. It's an anointed body of Jesus Christ proving, manifested to God that the body did. What has happened? It's the head and the body has been united together. When the head and the body be united together, that means that the headship has been restored. And then you saw the manifestation of it. It's not just preaching the word. It's not just you quoted the message. But your life has to manifest. The head has been restored. The head has been connected with the body. That's why I was thinking about that it was happening just in the last little while. I know the other day I was talking with the brother Caleb and then in China. And I was thinking about the things that it went through. What you show is to show us there is a person that the head and the body has connected it together. And he told me, they said it before, that the Lord, that just before he was arrested, that the Lord gave him a scripture and said, a sacrifice, I please the not. The burnt offering, I please the not. But then he said to the body, thou hast prepared it to me. And I want to sacrifice and to put him an offer into the body to be servants of the Lord. Then the headship start to come. When the head united it with the body, not a physical body, but that body that Christ had given to us, the spiritual body. You give your whole being to serve the Lord. When the head come, it's that head united with that offered body that made him in the basement and almost in a crumbling and it become a nervous breakdown. But then the Lord are coming in. And in that weakest of the moment, then he lead that person, that young boy to the Lord. What you show to show that the head and that the body become united. Yes. Then you have the answer for the devil's question. Yes. 
As the Brother Bram said, that the headship and the body has become a one unit. And that it's God manifest in these people. Then I was just thinking about even then among us. As I said it before, who is that person that can facing all that it against? And then it ends up jeering and mocking. That you're in the workplace or whatever. Then there's something that arises up in you. You answer them in the meekness and in the patience. That shows that there's a head has been connected with the body. The headship that vindicated the word. That's our headship. If that headship is living in us, now it's not you living, but occurred, but it's the God Himself living inside of you. Then I'm thinking about even my mother-in-law. Just not long ago, a little week before, and then a, then she was a fall that in the parking lot, and she was a fall heavily, just landed along her head under the left side. And you know, in English, we said that when it rains, it pours. And that's the same day that my daughter, that's a laborer in a hospital, they tried to give her birth to, the, to my grandson. <laughs> and then uh, the same day, my mother-in-law fell into the parking lot. And when she fell, and she hit her head, and it was along the concrete of the parking, pl- uh, cl- uh, parking lot there. And then the people surrounded it, and we started uh, praying for her. And then we called the ambulance, and that ambulance to take her to the hospital, and the same hospital that her grace was laboring in. And they, they saw, then later on, they saw Grace coming down, Abraham, the charity. They asked him, what's happened over here? I said, we have a party in the, in the landing hospital here. <laughs> and then when they, do the, when they do the MRI, when they do the, the CT scan, or I think the CT scan and the, the X-ray, and then after they're done, they don't find the one broken bone. There's a no brim bleeding, not even a scratch on her face. What is it? The head and the body has connected it together to prove that the word in this hour is still the truth. It's to prove that you're not the head of the church. That to prove that you're not a father as the children. But you have the father that God has the love has expressed in its relationship that is inside of you. Then I think about another testimony, which I just received uh, on this Monday. I shared it in a prayer meeting. And then there's a sister that in China, I shared it uh, before that uh, her husband, it's got a stroke. And then uh, they sent him to the hospital. Then as they diagnosed him with a stroke, they find out he, he got a cancer. The cancer, I got a more detail now, they got it from the lung. They find it in the lung, and then they do the do the CT scan, they find that in his brain, then it's in the lymph node, and then the doctor said it is a spread. It's come to the late stage. The doctor don't even know how to, have no treatment for it because it was in such a late stage. Though they did the, the treatment, it tried to shrink the, 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 the tumor, but it's not very successful. And then the, the sister, she went back to pray, and she laid hands on her husband, and every part of when she laid hands on her husband and to pray, and she started feeling the vibrating. And in whichever part that there's a cancer cell, then she feels the vibrating. And then the husband said, whatever you've done, you've done it right. Keep praying. And keep laying hands on me. And then they, they went back to the doctor. The doctor said, said I'm sorry. He said, uh, uh, after we, we do the scan, we find out that the tumor is still the same size. There's a nothing, uh, nothing, nothing that was shrinking. And then the 
the sister said, no. She said, this is, a, this is not right. Because when I prayed, I believe God's word said to be the truth. Yes. The God has said, by his stripe, that my husband is healed. And he chose not to believe a doctor's report. And he said, I'm going to pray. I prayed it again. I believe him. And then later on, he led the doctor to do the report it again. The doctor didn't want to do it, but he insists, the doctor, you must do the test of it again. And by Monday, this Monday, just two days ago, I got the text from the sister together with all the reports from the before and after. There's not even one trace of a cancer that is in that of her husband. And then one of the sister, when the husband did the test, the doctor was dumbfounded. The doctor coming out and telling the sister, are you sure this is the same person? And she said, yes, it is the healed person now. What you show is to show the head and the body, they become a one unit in it again. We're in business with God's word. We have a need in it amongst us. But I want to say the headship has come back to this church. The headship has come to the individual. We have the cancer case that are amongst us. That are different to the sisters, Clara, Sister Ramona, and that are Sister Rena sitting here. God bless you, Sister Rena. And a Sister Bev. And we have a, we have a different need, Brother Milko. Brother EBA still cannot see. I pray for my brother. I said, Lord, the devil is a pinch his nerve. But Lord, you can release that a pinch the nerve. We're, this is a God's property. But Brahma said that this property doesn't belong to any, but belongs to God. If that's a God's property, if that headship has been come back, if that headship has been connected with the body, that headship should rip, just block through that nerve. Satan has a pinch that's a nerve. But in the name of the Lord, we rebuke that demon. You release that hand. You release that pinching nerve. And let the sight come back. We have a one, one case after it and then another. Brother Tom Free has to share with the testimony. Brother Sister Patty Guillory. And then has just sent it on the text to the back. And said that now the cancer cell is all cleared. And we prayed on another Monday that the prayer works. It shows that the head and the body still connected it together. And then Anthony sent the report back just yesterday. Said that they prayed for it. It's an old coach. It's a son. And then now his son is a cancer free. Even though I'm not a believer. But by the prayer of the saints. And it makes them a cancer free. What about a believer? I'm coming here with the burden. I don't even know how to preach it. I don't even know how to handle this word. But I know one thing. The headship has come back. If the headship has come back, the headship must be united with the body. If there is a bride, which there is a bride of Jesus Christ, that on north and here in Africa and in Asia, then there's a bride of Jesus Christ when it connected with the head. There must be something happen. If there is a two omnipotent the mass, 
then there must be a miraculous that happens. You said, we're not focused on divine healing. We're focused on a rapture. Yes, that's exactly right. But a divine healing is in a deposit. It's in an earnest. God never done away with the deposit. He never done away with the earnest. We still need it while we're in the church. But if that's in an earnest, Hallelujah. Just before the full payment come, I pray, Lord, increase the deposit. The project is coming to an end. Now that the second deposit should be paid in, we should see more of this happen. If that's the word of God, if the head has united with the body, why we cannot see that our brothers be healed? Why we cannot see that our sister be cancer free? Why are we sitting here? Why are we just, we not, we don't keep our whole faith. So Lord, if the head has connected with the body, I believe it. The vindicated word is the original word. And that is the headship that we have the answer to the devil. He's connected with his body. Let a musician come. But Abraham said, and then the word moves on down into the body from the head. What is it? The same word. Nothing can be added or taken from it. So that the same word moves from the head. As the day come close, down into the body, down into the body, vindicating that they are one. If that channel has been blown through, has been free, has fallen through, then whatever in that head is supposed to be in the body. But Abraham said that they're a husband and a wife. They're flesh of his flesh. Word of his word. Life of his life. Spirit of his spirit. How do you know it? They bear the same record. Same fruit. Same word. Manifested Christ. The same life. Same God. Same spirit. The same word. The same book. Same sign. Things that I do show you also. And that I will say that the one that is in you is greater than the one that is in the world. His word, which he is, has been begun to rise in. The word that down through that age of a loser, Wesley, has begun to rise up to it as a power. He said, and now it's coming up to identification. Now to the life in the body is a vindication of the rapture is at a hand. When you see the headship and body becoming one, and the fullness of the measure of its manifestation shows that the body is about ready to be received to the headship. I was thinking, what hour that we're living in? God, by the vindicated word, has restored us the original headship. That shows in all the ages, there's no age like this age, as the last age, the full headship. Now it is a connecting with the full body of Jesus Christ. 
And he ordained that a bride in this last age that he will never, she can never going to fall. Why? Because the head and the body has united. There's no sin, there's no nothing that in the world the devil can throw before our past can sever the head and the body anymore. Because when they united, it can never be severed at it again. God sent it to the word in this hour that it united is the body and the head so that every virtue that in the head that can flow through to this body. How far before the rapture? It must be very close. Let us stand. If it is very close, I think it becomes to us. We give our whole being. That is the body becoming the yielded vessel. So that is the headship or whatever it is in there can flow through from the head and to this body. We have a need of him among us. Some that I know, some that I don't know. Some to us is emergency. To God, there is no emergency. I think a part of the team has said to preach to God is an infinite God. There is a, no problem is too big for God. But God is not also, God is not a God that can neglect any small case. We have our sister Ramona. And still battling with the cancer. We have a sister Clara. Is battling with the cancer. We have a brother Eby, a brother Milko. We have a sister Helen Billisberger. We have all this need of which our dear brothers and sisters we consider a precious one. That one of our family. And we have the prodigal sons and the prodigal daughters. And if the head has a connected with the body. If the rapture is at hand, I believe a God will do things that are among us and he will speedily to the answer when we're knocking on the door. As a woman who's knocking at the judge's door. And the, the Bible said, though he cried day and night, isn't the Lord going to answer to her speedily. We have the arthritis cases. We have a different one. I just wonder if we can lay hands on each other. There's no need. You don't need to come to the, to the altar. Just find someone just to lay hands on them. We have the Monday prayer meeting. But we don't want to just become a Monday prayer meeting. Let's become, let's take this serious to God. And we know God is the God that answers a prayer. If we be sincere, and when the prophet said, how are we going to bind the, that mamba? And how are we going to see this has happened? Then Brother Rama said, the Lord said to him, you must be more sincere than you are now. And I wanted to ask our God, and you pray, and me pray, we all pray together for all the needs that are amongst us of the body. And we believe that God has already answered. We believe that He is the God that is ahead. That is right now is connected with His body. Oh, Jesus. Lord, you know that the hearts 
You know that the burden, not even one, two, but Lord, I can see there's as many of us, Lord. We want to see God move. We have saw that God move. But Lord, we want to see Him move even more mightily. We want to see Him move even more speedily, Lord. Lord, we're not a tolerating that is see that the, the cancer case and the sickness that without being delivered. When we saw one after another, case after case, that you have done in a miracle. Oh God, in this body, they're called a covert old Bible way. There's the people that are in desperate need. Lord, we're not just commending you, as I was saying before, but Lord, we're begging you, Lord, because we know what is the heart of our God. He loves the fatherhood. The father is a healer. The father is a forgiver. The father loves to save. The father loves to deliver. The father have a patience. The father have a forgiveness. The father have a meekness. The father can call. The father is waiting for the prodigal to come home. The father can go to the darkest of place, to the darkest of dungeon, and shine an eyes that all of the children that has been trapped into different diseases, that trapped into the depression, that trapped into the darkness, and trapped into the deceiveness of Satan. Oh Lord, as we lay hands on each other, Lord, I pray that a airship be connected with each individual and let the burden of a God not just be a burden, but let the Lord come down to answer each need. Lord, each desperate need. Lord, I have mentioned a different name. But Lord, there are many that probably that cannot even utter their name. There are many, Lord, and even that don't know that what a situation that they are in. But God, you know, Lord. If you know you as a father, love the fatherhood, how can you be a father without a son? How can you be a father that when your son is lost and when your children that are in the pig pen, that they enjoy their slop? How can the father that become a full father when their children are lost? Oh God, we pray. Lord, as Brother Jean has been praying, we pray for those prodigals, Lord. Lord, and our names on that board has been so long. Oh, Jesus, how long is it going to be, Lord? Lord, we haven't erased one of the name yet. Oh, the burden of a God. Oh, the hand. Oh, the Father. Let the love the Fatherhood. Lord, even tonight, go to. Lord, go to each one of them, Lord. Lord, as all these fathers and mothers, Lord, we become a desperate race. And in the name of Jesus, we let the Holy Spirit go, Lord. Oh, Lord. Lord, we pray, Lord. Lord, as a Noah, Lord, he released the dove that a dove cannot find a resting place. 
until we find that a resting place and bring that all of live come back and set a peace. Oh Lord, I pray. Let the Holy Spirit that we release to that. Lord, abide our faith. Let the Holy Spirit of the gold. Lord, go to the dark basement. Lord, go to whatever the place, maybe in the bar. Lord, maybe in the dancing hall, wherever that they are. Let the Holy Spirit that the goal to bring that a message of a peace. And to said, children, come home. Oh, Lord Jesus, we pray, Lord. Lord, as we lay hands on each other, let the headship of God just flow through to each person, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We know that a headship, Lord, that we haven't believed that headship. Lord, you said that a vindicated word is our headship, but we have that answer for devils to question. And demons, they've been defeated. Lord, you have said the spirit of the prophet, you said we are your victory. And because the Lord, you have been victorious. You have overcome. You have become the father that restored. That headship has been restored. Lord, you send down that cloud that in our Arizona sky. Lord, to prove to us that the headship has coming back. And that headship is supreme authority. Oh, Lord, we're not just have a head. We have a knee headship at the coming back. Lord, that when a headship coming back, you only tell us the one thing. The body is ready, Lord. The body is ready. And that's why the head comes to be reunited with this body. Oh, we give you all the glory, Lord. I pray you, Lord, and do the miracle, Lord. Lord, go to each case, Lord. Go to each need. Lord, you just move, Lord. Move upon the water. If there's a chaos, move upon the water. Start brooding, Lord, and then bring them back to their all-to-be condition, Lord. Lord, some wizard of cancer case, their body's not in their ought to be. Lord, we ever heard in a testimony, know that a head has been united with that sick body. Oh, drive away that sickness. Drive away those cancer cells. When a cancer, and like a tsunami, is coming in, we lift up the standard that the headship is coming back, being united with the body. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We believe you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, we mean business with you, Lord. It is to finish the work. We believe it, Lord. Lord, let it become a materialized right in front of our eyes. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord Jesus. We're not a slave that fear anymore, but we are the children of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. 
Can we sing I'm not a slave for the fear? Oh, yes, Lord. Longer to fear. Oh, I am a child of God. If you're a child of a God, there's no fear. Just I believe it if we believe it that's with a full expectation and looking forward for God has come on us in and to us to act on behalf of us and we are the children of a God and we have no fear and we believe every word of God will come to pass no matter what that need is and no matter what trials that you're going through 
No matter how fearful it seems like that the demon is coming in front of us and is facing us, but you can look him squaring in an eye, said, I have the word of a God, has a promise, and not even one promise of a God has failed whatsoever. And whatever he has said, and he will come to pass. I pray the Lord that will bless it, every one of you. Forgive me for my broken message. I just feel so burdened in my heart. I think Brother Sean had a, and the different person has a, expressed it in himself. And I come and I don't even know what to say. But I know one thing. God, I know you are the head of this as a family. And you are uniting with your house. You are uniting that the headship, headship has a coming back. If the headship has a coming back, everything that is a father who loves his fatherhood, it must be expressed through the bride of Jesus Christ in his hour, which we are the member of it. I pray the Lord will bless every one of you. And I continually to remember all the prayers that we've been praying and then believe and then expecting our God to walk on the same, to act on behalf of his own children. Can we sing the last song? That, uh, what is it, a song that nothing matters but worship? Uh, just before we leave.
above all names all the demons will flee in front of that name because the Lord there is a life of a Christ that is living in the body of a Jesus Christ that is a match to that name Lord we thank you Lord Lord you are the one that our heart is longing and yearning Lord, I just pray you, go with your children, Lord. Lord, we might leave the church, but Lord, we never leave your presence. May the presence of God go with each one. As the clarity in the atmosphere that you have created for your children, Lord. Go back to each home. Go into their prayer cloth. Lord, for a greater dedication of our life to you. As we know the coming of the Lord is at hand. Oh God, just take it away all the sins so that's easily beside us, Lord. Take away all the distractions. Let uh, we're not putting your in, in the preeminence. Whatever the things that are the secondary, Lord, put them to the bottom of the list, Lord. But let you become the top of the list. Let you become the preeminence in our life. Lord, we're not only just give you the first place. We give you the only place in our hearts, O oh Lord. We thank you, Father. We ask it in Jesus' name as you dismiss your children. Amen. Amen. God bless you, each one of you. Sorry to keep you long. Just shake hands with each other until we see each other again on Sunday, Lord willing. Uh, Brother Thomas is coming on his way home. Just remember him in prayer. He must be worn out. And for all the meetings. And remember Brother Tim as he is going to... Africa to minister to the another part of the children of Jesus Christ, and we just uh, remember them in prayer and lift them up. May the Lord bless you.